Hi, I'm New England Patriots running back and Super Bowl champ James White, and you listen to the Fantasy Football Champs podcast. Go Pats! What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another new episode of the Fantasy Football Champs podcast. Your hosts are here with you this evening, Mark and AJ. AJ, how are you doing today, good sir? I'm doing pretty fantastic. I feel like it's been a long time coming, but we made it. Yeah, we kind of we kind of missed the boat last week. We had some things come up, but we are back and ready to go with this week eight preview. And I think we should start off with a very, very brief recap of the Thursday night game because, oh boy, was it an ugly one. AJ, is there anything, is there anything you're taking away from that disgusting Redskins-Vikings game? One thing I'll take away is, well, aside of Dalvin Cook just being Dalvin Cook doing his thing, uh, the fact that Case Keenum got hurt and Haskins had to come in, that is going to greatly hurt Terry McClellan's value, in my opinion. Terry McLaurin was on pace to have a nice game, and then as soon as, as soon as Keenum went down, that was it. I mean, Haskins was missing him on every throw. So if you're a Terry McLaurin believer and owner, uh, it's going to be pretty rough until Keenum comes back. Yep, I agree with you. Now, I mean, that's about it from that game. There really isn't much to talk about. So let's just jump right into the start of the one o'clock games. Got the five and two Seattle Seahawks going to Atlanta to face the one and six disappointing Falcons. There's no lineup for this game because we don't know if Matt Ryan is going to play yet. Uh, if Matt Ryan plays, do you feel confident in starting him? And who else out of this game are you playing? If Matt Ryan does suit up, I I would be cautious about playing him just because of the ankle. Um, but I, I mean, I mean, you can start the Falcons. It, the the players are fantasy wise, they're producing. It's just I, I, they're not winning. So I mean, I, I would start Julio. Uh, even if even if Matt Ryan doesn't play, you gotta kind of have to start Julio. Um, I would be a little more cautious about starting Freeman. But uh, I mean, and now that Mohamed Sanu is in New England. I think that gives a little, a little uptick to uh, Calvin Ridley and then Austin Hooper, too. I mean, I, I, you can really play all the Falcons, uh, but, I mean, just it's really up to Matt Ryan. we got to see if he's actually going to play or not. Yeah, I definitely I like not, uh, Austin. I would not start Matt Ryan, though, even if he does play. I'll say that. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't feel too good with Matt Ryan. Now, Matt Ryan's been really good this year, so if you have to play him, I understand. Uh, Seahawks-wise, I mean, you start everybody on the Seahawks. The Falcons defense can't stop anybody. Chris Carson, Russell Wilson, uh, Lockett, and you could even play some DK Metcalf because Atlanta gives up the deep ball. So I like everybody on Seattle. Now let's go to the next game. Next we have the 3-4 and four Eagles traveling to Buffalo to face the 5-1 and one Buffalo Bills. 43 over under Buffalo's favorite at home by 1.5. So who are you playing from this game? Did you say five and five and one? Can you believe five that? and one? Five yeah. and one. Their their only loss is against the Patriots too. I mean, say what you want. Easy schedule, whatever. Five and one for the Bills. That's impressive. Uh, they got a nice defense over there. I mean, Josh Allen playing well enough to win these games, but I mean, yeah. But I mean, about this game, the Eagles Eagles defense really isn't impressive. So. I mean, I, I'm curious to see if uh, Singletary is going to get more 
any more touches than last week. If he does, I would I would want to start him. Um, John Brown is pretty much a every week starter at this point. He's probably one of the he's easily one of the most consistent receivers we have so far this year. Believe it or not. So, uh, I mean, yeah, on the Bills side of the ball, I would say you know keep an eye on Singletary, but I'm liking John Brown in this game, and uh, I actually like Josh Allen in this game also. Yeah, on the Philly side, um, I don't feel great about the running game against the Bills. So if I could move away from Jordan Howard, I would. Uh, Carson Wentz, I mean, he's okay. He hasn't been great. He hasn't really been winning many weeks, but he hasn't been killing you either. But again, this is a bad matchup on the road. So I'm trying to stay away from all Eagles, really. I'm not even really feeling anybody in the passing game. So is there anybody from Philly that, that you're higher on than me, or are you cool benching them? Uh, I mean, the only player I would really start is probably Ertz, just because if you drafted Ertz, as weak as a tight end position is, you've got to start him. But other than that, yeah. I'm, I'm not really playing anybody. I agree. Let's go to the next one. We got the Los Angeles Chargers, 2-5, and five, traveling to Chicago to face the 3-3 three and three Bears. Uh, Chicago is favored by 3.5, and, and it's only a 41 over-under, so they're expecting a low-scoring game on this one. And AJ, what the hell is going on with the Chargers? Keenan Allen was the number one receiver for the first three weeks. He's disappeared for the last three. Uh, I mean, Austin Eckler is only being involved primarily in the passing game. He's been up and down. Melvin Gordon's been getting the touches, but he's not up to game speed yet after that holdout. Who do you feel good starting from the Chargers? Obviously, you have to start Keenan Allen every week. But would you start Melvin Gordon or Eckler if you had to? Or would you try to find somebody else? Well, see, here's the thing. Uh, I mean, according to the injury report yesterday, Keenan Allen is injured. Uh, it's a it's a midweek injury on the report. That's never a good sign. So there is a chance he doesn't play. So uh, uh, that's something to monitor with Keenan Allen. Uh, I have Keenan Allen in a couple leagues. So, I mean, if he plays, you're going to play him. But keep an eye on that. Uh, an interesting take, in my opinion, on this game is I would not start Melvin Gordon but I would start Austin Eckler. The Bears give up a ton of yardage to receiving backs, and they don't give up many rushing yardage to running backs. So I, I think this is a, an Eckler-type game. And honestly, the the offense, it, it's its crazy saying this, but, I mean, and, and if you don't agree, I, I don't agree with you disagreeing. But that offense looked better when Eckler was the guy. I feel like they're forcing Gordon to run the ball, and the running game is just not really working. Uh, it's crazy to say, but the offense looked better without Melvin Gordon. I think it's more that the offensive line has gotten so banged up that they just don't have time to really do anything. And they're trying to establish the run game with Melvin Gordon, yeah. But when they were trying to establish the run game with Eckler, it wasn't working either. Eckler wasn't killing it on the ground. I mean, he has 70 carries for under 250 yards. Like, that's not good. It's just Eckler was dominant in the passing role, which he still is, but they have to get some sort of run game going to try to keep the pressure off of Phillip Rivers. And that offensive line just, it's, it's atrocity. It's It reminds me of the fucking Bengals offensive line right now. Yeah, no, I mean, the offensive line is definitely hurting. But again, that's another good reason to, to play Eckler because the quicker that offensive line breaks down, he's going to have to check down. And Eckler's right there. It could be. All right, so, so from the Chicago side, I think you'll agree with me 
when I say the only person you can start with confidence is probably Allen Robinson, right? Uh, Allen Robinson, yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> that's that's really it. I yeah, he, Have you given up all hope on Montgomery? Uh, I've given up all hope until I see it. Um, it's just, even when uh, Montgomery is getting the touches, he's just not really doing anything with it. And I can't explain it, because he looks so good in preseason, he looked great in college, and it's just, I, I don't know if they're just not giving him enough work to really let him get into a rhythm, because uh, uh, Cohen is still so involved in the passing game. I feel like Montgomery should be a three-down back who's also involved in the passing game, but it's just it's just not happening. I, I'm not mad at Montgomery. I don't blame this poor season on Montgomery. I blame I the coaching staff. Uh, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, the coaching staff, the game planning, it just doesn't fit Montgomery. I feel like if Montgomery was in a better offense, I think he would be thriving. But the Bears just don't have it. And uh, Terry Cohen, he, he's done nothing too. So they have these two young, talented running backs that they should have a really nice Twitter monster. Like if you took the combination of Montgomery and Cohen and put them, I don't know, Tampa, imagine how good that combo would be. It's funny you bring up it's funny you bring up Tampa because I was actually going to say, could you imagine if David Montgomery was on Tampa Bay? Like that'd be a phenomenal fit for him, and I bet he'd be ranking way higher among running backs if that was the case. Yeah, I mean, it, he just doesn't fit the game style. You would think if you draft a guy like that, you draft him to you know play well in your system. It just the system doesn't work. Yeah, like, you'd want to build around a running back like that, not try to build around fucking Trubisky. Like, let everyone in Chicago, I hope this doesn't offend you, but I mean, let's move on from Trubisky. You guys even know deep down that Trubisky is not the guy. He's just not that dude. So I think you need to build the team around Montgomery in the running game, and I think things would be better. But I think that's enough time talking about the goddamn Bears. Let's talk about, <laughs> even better, the 2-5 and five New York Giants. Who are traveling to Detroit to face the uh, two, three, and one Lions? Now Detroit is favored by six and a half at home. This one has a nice over/under though, forty-nine and a half. So points are going to be scored in this one. Who are you, who are you playing with confidence from these two teams? Uh, well, I think I'm coming down a little bit on my Daniel Jones picks. I know I, I like Daniel Jones. I he killed it his first game, but since then, I, I mean, the Lions are not that good. Um, he's not that good under pressure, so I'm moving on from Daniel Jones. But that I mean, was a fun, that was a that was a fun ride while it lasted, huh? Uh, I mean, it was nice. I think going forward, like next season, maybe he'll be better off because I do I do think he's more than talented enough to succeed in the NFL. It's just it's just the Giants being the Giants. I don't know. Um, I mean, in this game though, to get back to this game, obviously got to stop Barkley. Uh, you got to start Ingram. Uh, I do believe Sterling Shepard is still banged up, but I, I actually like Golden Tate going against his former team in this. I think he's got a little chip on his shoulder, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him have a big game. Uh, who you got from the giant, uh, the Lions side? Well, I mean, the glaring thing is on Johnson's on IR, so they're going to be starting Ty Johnson. I'm not as sold on Ty Johnson. He's not going to be no three-down running back. He's definitely going to be splitting. And I'm just not sure how good he actually is. Now, granted, he has a great spot to 
establish himself. But if I had to, I'd play Ty Johnson as, as a flex, but I wouldn't really feel too great about it. I feel good with the matchup, but I don't know about the talent yet. Uh, you have to start Stafford in this game. Stafford has been really good this year. He's been sneaky good. And he has over over 13 touchdown passes. He has 1,700 passing yards. He hasn't been making a lot of mistakes with the ball. So Stafford has been on this year. He has the Giants, and he's at home. So Stafford is a major go. You start Kenny Galladay without even thinking about it. But the guy we need to talk about is Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones fucking lit the fantasy world on fire last week. He had, what, four touchdowns? Hey, what'd you say? My bad. Yeah, how many, uh, Marvin Jones had four touchdowns last week, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, you can't count on him doing it again. But if you're sitting there saying that Marvin Jones isn't going to get at least one deep ball touchdown, I think that it's definitely in the realm of possibility that he gets at least one. Not four, but he could be good for a long touchdown on this one. So I'm starting everybody on the Lions with confidence. The one guy I'd maybe look to see if I have a better option would be Ty Johnson, but that's about it. Next game, we got yeah, – this is funny because this is like a battle of like our guys. We got my Tampa Bay Bucks sitting at two and four, traveling to Tennessee to face your three and four Titans. Tennessee is favored by two and a half at home with a 45 and a half over under. So I'm going to give you the Titan side. Who are you starting? Oh, well, what a surprise. Derrick Henry. You know, I, I feel like you guys haven't heard me talk about this guy enough. But uh, this is another Derrick Henry game. Derrick Henry is a top 10 running back. Uh, I mean, the Titans, their offense is in shambles. The only thing that is consistent with this offense is Derrick Henry's going to He's going to get those carries. So the Bucks defense is not that good against the run. I think Derrick Henry is going to have a big game. With Tannehill starting, I think uh, – I mean, it's it's tough. You, you're going to have to wait and see on Delaney Walker and A.J. Brown and see, you know, how Tannehill handles the offense. But, I mean, the only sure thing on the Titans side of the ball is Derrick Henry. Yes. Yeah, see, I, the Buccaneers' run defense is actually really sneaky good. They've gone against a ton of really good running backs this season. They haven't really given up that many points. I mean, they they kept Christian McCaffrey in check two times this year, which I'm pretty sure Tampa's the only team that has done that. So I actually like Tampa's run defense. But on the road, uh, I mean, Derrick Henry, he's just such a colossal human being. And there's always a shot that he's going to get a goal line touchdown because he's tough to stop and show yard in situations. But from the Buccaneers side, he gave him the 45 and a half over under. I think Jameis Winston would be okay. I'd look for a better start in this situation. If it was at home, then maybe I'd feel a little more comfortable. But I'm not really feeling Jameis that much this week. I'm not starting any of the running backs from the Buccaneers also. But you are starting. My God, you are starting Chris Godwin, no matter the matchup. He's officially matchup proof. He's the best receiver, best fantasy receiver this season. He, he's been unstoppable. And uh, I, know, I don't want to pat myself on the own back too much. But, yeah, hopefully you guys listened and drafted Chris Godwin over those other guys. Remember, we did that poll with DJ Moore and Calvin Ridley or Chris Godwin. Pretty sure if we did that poll today, 100% would be on the Godwin side. Also, you have to start Mike Evans. Mike Evans, he had a couple down weeks with him. He's been so boomer bust, but when he booms, he wins you your week. Boom. Like, it's a gigantic boom. When he busts, he can get you a zero. He's already gotten a zero this year. But you have to keep playing this guy with confidence. You spent the draft equity on him. You have to play Mike Evans, and you just got to keep on doing it. You can't sit him unless he's hurt. 
Uh, OJ Howard is going to be out this week, so Cameron Brate is actually sneaky good tight end play this week. Um, now, I mean, he's going to be the only tight end out there running routes, and Cameron Brate was already out playing OJ Howard. So with Brate out there running, uh, running routes as the full-time tight end, I actually like Brate this week if you need some tight end help, which I'm sure that there's teams out there listening to this that definitely need tight end help, because who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't need tight end help this year? It's been awful. Right. All right. Next game, the two and five Broncos are traveling to uh, to face the Colts, sitting at four and two. This one has an ugly over under of only forty two points, and Indy uh, the Colts are favored by five point five at home. So, what I'll let you pick. You pick what team you want. Well, I'm gonna pick the Colts. Uh, I want to see. I want to see if Zach Pascal can can repeat his monster game he had last week. Um. I mean, he looked great as a number two receiver. Uh, also, I think T.Y. should have a good good day, but the Broncos' pass D is I mean, it's all right. So I think T.Y. is going to be the main focus of their defense. So I'm looking for Pascal to have another decent game. And Jacoby Brissett is very quietly putting together a hell of a season. Uh, I mean, they he basically got thrust into the stunt role when Andrew Luck just retired, and he's been handling it really well. They're 4-2. They're looking good, so you know, props to uh, Jacoby on that. Yeah, uh, for the Broncos side, um, Emmanuel Sanders is gone. They traded Emmanuel Sanders away, so that just frees up Cortland Sutton, who's already been playing great, to get even more targets, yards than he was before. Now, Cortland Sutton's last four games, talking about targets, you know, we'll even go back further. We'll go back last five games. His targets were seven, nine, seven, eight, and eight. And his average, uh, his average yards per catch were 23, 19, 14 and a half, and 10. So he's been getting targeted down the field. He's been racking up the catches. He's been getting a lot of targets and yards. And all those are looking to come up even more being the locked and loaded number one with Emmanuel Sanders out of town. Joe Flacco is going to be force-feeding Sutton. So I actually really like Sutton going forward. If you guys can trade for him now, before he goes off, I definitely do it, as long as the price isn't too high. I definitely like Sutton going forward. He's already a top 20 wide receiver this season. And I'm thinking he can stay there with the new opportunity. The running game, Philip Lindsay has been great. Royce Freeman has been pretty good. The split is still awful for fantasy. They're both like, they'll be like 50-50 snaps, maybe 52-48. And it's constantly changing. But in a game like this against the Colts, the Colts, I feel, are going to be winning this game. So I think Philip Lindsay could be involved a little more because he's more of the passing game back. So I like Philip Lindsay in this. I love Sutton. And that's really all I'm starting from the Broncos side. Yeah, Next there's not, game. Much, not much going on for Denver. No, there's not much. Next game, oh, boy. We got the Cincinnati Bengals 0-7 traveling to Los Angeles to face the 4-3 and Rams. This is definitely a, a get-right spot for the Rams here. 48-point over-under. The Rams are favored by 12-and-a-half. So who do, you like, uh, who do you like from the Bengals? Oh, boy. Uh, nobody. <laughs> Not, <laughs> Not one player. Joe Mixon's been playing terrible all year. Uh, whether it's his fault or not. I mean, he's got nothing, absolutely nothing going for him. A.J. Green's still out. For those guys who drafted him, like myself, in our listener league, it's like, okay, yeah, he might miss two or three games. Uh, no, he's missed a lot, about half the season already. Uh, Auden Tate has been playing well. You can't trust him against, uh, you know, the 
the newly reloaded Rams secondary is, is just ridiculous with Tlaib and Ramsey. So you can't trust any of the receivers, any Dalton, absolutely, absolutely not. Uh, yeah, you can trust nobody. I hear you. Now, the Rams side, in a matchup against the Bengals at home, you can trust everybody. Like, fire up your Jared Goffs, your Todd Gurley's, your Cooper Cubs. You can play all three receivers as long as uh, as long as Brandon Cooks plays, which I'm not sure if he's going to do. Have you heard anything on Brandon Cooks? Do you know what the latest is? Is he going to play? Uh, I do not know the latest on Brandon Cooks. Now, he probably shouldn't play because they're not going to need him. But I think Robert Woods, big bounce back spot, Cooper Cup, star all Rams, sit all Bengals. There, I think that pretty much covers it. Let's go right to the next game. We got the 3-3-1 three, three Arizona Cardinals traveling to New Orleans to face the 6-1 Saints. Uh, this one has a 48.5 point over under. New Orleans is favored by 10.5. And, and Teddy Bridgewater has been fantastic in the absence of Drew Brees. But there's actually a shot Drew Brees could play this week. So why don't you tell us a little more about the Saints? There's a chance. There's a chance Brees could play. I, I personally think they're going to sit him. Uh, they're on a bye next week. So why not just roll Bridgewater? It's not like they're losing games. So roll, I say roll with Bridgewater and, and just let Drew come back after the bye. Uh, I actually picked up Bridgewater in a few leagues. A few of those leagues I happen to have Breeze on my bench or in the IR spot. So I'm going to roll with a nice, nice matchup Teddy has this week. Uh, so having said that, you got to roll You got to roll with Kamara. You, if he, you know, if he's banged up, but you still got to play him. Michael Thomas. Uh, it looks like Jared Cook is going to be out again. Jared Cook is, obviously, you guys all know, I was super high on Jared Cook. It's been nothing but injuries and Drew Brees getting hurt. I still have hope. I think when Brees comes back, by then, after the bye week, Cook will be 100% healthy. I think he's going to have a nice second half. Now, he's not going to be the top guy like I was saying, you know, in the hot takes and all that. But, I mean, if you have Jared Cook or if he's on your waiver wire, pick him up, stash him. But uh, as for this week, yeah, I mean, I would feel comfortable starting all all the Saints, even potentially in their defense. Yeah, the Saints do have a good defense. And I guess the Cardinals, Kyler Murray has been fantastic fantasy-wise. He had a really down week last week. But that was because Chase Edmonds is just like, okay, we're, what, 20 yards away from the end zone? I'm just going to go ahead and run this in just from here. So he had a bad fantasy week last week, but it wasn't really his fault. It's just the running game was going so well. Uh, I still feel okay starting Kyler Murray in this matchup because he can get you the rushing yards, which is provides a safe floor for the most part. Uh, the running back situation is ugly. Uh, I'm really worried about David Johnson here. They picked up some running backs out of free agency. They brought in Alfred Morris. Chase Edmonds looks great. Uh, I mean, they're 3-3-1, three, three and one, so I feel like there's a shot David Johnson could be all right as long as it's not too serious because they're, they're actually not doing as bad as people thought that they would be. But if David Johnson misses, you have to start Chase Edmonds. This dude looks electric. He's fast as shit. And they're, they're going to be losing this game. So he can catch a lot of checkdowns. Now, if David Johnson is healthy, he was healthy last week, allegedly. But then halfway through the game, they came out and said that they were only going to use him if they need him. So it's really hard to trust David Johnson and that coaching staff, especially if they're going to leave everybody in the dark with the availability of David Johnson. So I'm definitely watching that going forward. But if David Johnson gets a green light to be a full go, then you start David Johnson. If he's going to miss. I think if David Johnson plays, I think you still play Chase Edmonds. That's how good I think he is. And I still think even if even if DJ gets the green light to play, I still feel like they're going to limit him to an extent. 
So I, I would still play Chase Edmonds this week, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I definitely see that argument, and I'm not mad at it. Uh, Receivers-wise, I mean, you can start Fitzgerald if you need to. He's been really solid reception-wise, but he hasn't really been doing much outside of that. But I don't really feel great about any of these Cardinals, to be honest. But if Chase Edmonds is going to be a full go and David Johnson misses, I think Edmonds is a locked and loaded RB2. Next up, we have the one in five Jets traveling to Florida to face the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are three and four. Jacksonville is favored by six and a half with a 41 point over under. So who do you like from the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, you got to roll with Fournette. Obviously, Fournette's been very quietly having a fantastic year. D.D. Uh, Westbrook seems like he's finally getting on the same page with Gardner Minshew. So I like that. Uh, I would play D.D. Um DJ, DJ Chark, I mean, he's still doing it. He's one of the best, easily one of the best rookie receivers we've got in the league. So, I mean, you really can start all the usual Jaguars. Um, and I would also start their defense. I know last week the Jets looked worse than, than they are going against New England, but uh, I, I don't know. It, I feel like if you put pressure on uh, Donald, he just sees ghosts, I guess, you know? So, uh yeah, I mean, that's it, really. Uh, you can pretty much start all your Jaguars this week against the Jets. Yeah, now, see, I I actually feel good starting the Jets this week because the Jacksonville Jaguars defense is, is not even close to New England's. Plus, they treated away their best defender. So, I actually, I really like Robbie Anderson to, to be a big-time threat. Now, he had, I think, eight or nine targets last week. He only caught one for 10 yards. But that was the Patriots treatment. If he gets eight or nine targets against Jacksonville, he's going to have a good week. I feel comfortable with Robbie Anderson. I feel good about Jameson Crowder. I love Le'Veon Bell. And Sam Sam Darnold in a pinch, you could do worse. So I actually feel pretty confident about the Jets. Now, if they were at home, I'd feel even better about it. But um, I don't have a problem starting the Jets if you have to. But Le'Veon is a locked and loaded every week. Doesn't matter who the matchup is. You play Le'Veon Bell. But I like the receiving options against Jacksonville. I really do. Yeah, Next. I mean- yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the Jets the Jets will bounce back. Win or lose, they I mean they have to. But uh one thing to keep an eye on though, Robbie Anderson is on the trade block. So I I think I think if the Jets are actively trying to trade Robbie Anderson, I think they're really gonna try to feature him. So keep an eye on that. Robbie Anderson could have a big week. Yeah, there's rumors of him getting traded to Oakland, which would be a really good fit over there with Derek Carr. I'd like Robbie Anderson a lot if he went over there. But we'll get to the Raiders when we get to the Raiders. First up, we're breaking into the 4 o'clock slate now. We've got the 4-2 and two Panthers traveling to San Francisco to face the undefeated 6-0 and 49ers. 42-point over-under is ugly. 49ers are favored by 5.5. So I'll let you go first. You tell me what you like. Well, I think uh, Kyle Allen's streak of not throwing a pick is going to come to an end this week. 49ers defense is no joke. Um, obviously, you got to start McCaffrey. Uh, obviously, if you don't start McCaffrey in any week, you're, you're losing your mind because he's the best player in the world right now. But, um, yeah, so you got to start the McCaffreys. I don't typically like starting DJ Moore this week. I think, really, McCaffrey is going to be the only one starter-worthy. Uh, against this tough defense. I mean, that's really it. I, I see the 49ers getting this win fairly easily. Yeah, for the 49ers side of the ball, Jimmy Garoppolo has been pretty good. He hasn't been great. He's been a game manager because that running game has been so good. Uh, 
I, I'd flex Matt Breida, only a low-end flex. I don't feel great about him, but Tevin Coleman, to me, is an RB2 going forward. He's getting a ton of carries. He's out snapping Breida a ton. He's involved in the passing game, and he gets all the red zone work. So I really like Tevin Coleman in this matchup. The receiver, the receiving side, I don't really like any of the receivers. I mean, they're, they're very lackluster. I feel like the only option in the passing game you can play with confidence is Kittle. I think Kittle and Coleman are your no-brainer starts. Breda is flex-worthy, and I'm not going to bother with Garoppolo. I think there's better matchups. Uh, there's definitely better matchups this week. Uh, like, I'd much rather start... I'm uh, uh, just talking about him. I'd much rather start Stafford than, than uh, Garoppolo. And both of those guys were available on the waiver wire, I imagine. Next up... Yeah, next up, we got... The the Super Bowl potential Cleveland Browns and at two and four traveling to Foxborough to face the seven and zero undefeated Patriots, one of only two undefeated teams left. Forty six point over under is decent. The Patriots are favored by eleven and a half at home. So who do you like in this one? Uh, well, obviously, I think we're all expecting the pass to just blow out the Browns, especially after Jarvis Landry pretty much guaranteeing a win. When are people going to learn? Don't give the Patriots billboard material because we're just going to use it and make you look foolish. Uh, I think, honestly, the number one must start this week is the Pats defense. The Pats defense is outscoring pretty much everybody. It's absolutely crazy. We're at, like It's crazy what the Pats defense is doing. So going against Baker Mayfield, oh, boy. Probably How many interceptions? How many? Yeah, how many interceptions do you think Baker's gonna throw? Uh, I'm gonna go with three, and I think the Pats D will get at least at least one defensive touchdown. But I think we're gonna force about five turnovers. It's gonna be a bloodbath, um, especially with Baker's kind of you know ass screw it mentality, like just throwing the you know just chucking it up there. It's gonna get real ugly. I'm looking for my boy Devin McCourty to get another pick, add to his total. But, I mean, I'll cover the Brown side of the ball, okay? So, don't start anybody. Uh, anybody. I actually have, I mean, if you have to start Nick Chubb, which a lot of you guys have him, you got to start him, I get it. He's not going to do much. I actually have Nick Chubb on my bench in one league just because I'm not expecting him to do anything against this, this run D. Um, uh, it's going to be bad. All right, well, let me ask you this, because there's going to be people out there. Like you said, they have to start Chubb. Like, I'm starting Chubb, and I'm still just – I'm not expecting much, but I'm expecting him to get around 10 fantasy points. I mean, Le'Veon Bell had about 10 against the Patriots, so I think that Nick Chubb can do about the same. Um, but let me ask you this. Obviously, you don't feel great about Odell or Landry this week, but if you have Odell Beckham, who you drafted in the late first, maybe mid-second round of your draft, if you had to pick him – or like a uh, Tyler Lockett, who would you play? Tyler Lockett all day. Would you play Odell, or would you take a shot on Cortland Sutton? Cortland Sutton, Odell. I, Sutton. I'm not. I'm not expecting Odell to do anything. He, he's going to be seeing Stephon Gilmore, easily the best corner in the league. Like it, it, it's like how many targets did Robbie Anderson have last week? Nine, eight or nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah one catch. Yeah, yeah but I mean. It, but it's Odell. It's Odell Beckham. Like this That's dude, not- it, it's 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 gonna be tough. Like I'm, uh, that's a really tough one. That that's one where you're gonna be, 
I don't think it's that tough because, honestly, what has Odell done this year? He has two good games. He has two good games. Baker's playing awful. So Baker's already playing poorly. Odell is already having a bad year, and now you're going against the toughest matchup of the entire season. He's not going to—I would be shocked. I would, I would make a little side bet with you right now. I say Beckham has about three fantasy points this week. Um, I think, oh, man, it's really tough. I have Odell in a league where I need a win, and it's just been a gauntlet of bad matchups and bad quarterback play. I still don't know, just to be transparent with you guys, I still don't know if I'm going to play him this week. Like, I want to. He has the name brand, but it's just, it's such, like, you can't ask for a worse matchup than this. He's going to get Gilmore. Just for an just for an example of, an actual example that just happened to me, right? So, like you just said, just the name, that just the brand of Odell Beckham, right? I would try to move it now before it totally spirals out of control in Cleveland. I um, I just traded a package with Beckham, Allen Robinson, Ty Johnson, and I ended up getting Alvin Kamara. Just try to move Odell Beckham if you can. And for an example, on that league, I just traded Beckham away. I was starting, I was starting uh, Allen Robinson over him. And I also had, I think I had Jacoby Myers in over Odell. That's how low I see Odell, you know, scoring this week. So I, I see him doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next game. We kind of we kind of spent a little too much time on that one. Let's kind of speed it up over these last three. We have the three and three Oakland Raiders traveling to Houston to face the four and three Texans. Uh, the Texans are favored by seven points with a big over under of fifty two, highest over under on the slate. Uh, so who do you like in this matchup? I think my favorite play from this game is Kenny Stills. I think with Will Fuller being out, uh, I think that just the way Kenny Stills has been playing, uh, he, he's my favorite play in this game. I have Kenny Stills going. I have him flexing a couple leagues. I think he's going to have a huge game. Uh, I mean, obviously, the Raiders the Raiders at 3-3, three and three, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's a little surprising. That it's, it's not a bad record. But uh, this Texans team, though, it lately has been on on a roll. So I mean, Deshaun's playing great. Uh, DeAndre's finally, you know, getting getting going. So on the Texans side of the ball, I say you start all your normal guys, and I would really like to highlight Kenny Stills. I think he's gonna have a really really big game. Yeah, not for the uh, for the Raiders side of the ball. I love Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh Jacobs has been phenomenal as of late. He's the volume is there. Unlike David Montgomery, they're actually going around Jacobs. Jacobs has been great. You play Jacobs every week at this point. Receivers, Tyrell Williams looks like he's going to play. I don't feel great about playing him now. He has had a touchdown reception in every game that he's played, which is which is great. I mean, he's the only receiver in the NFL this year that did that. But I still don't feel that great about him, especially with the, with the plantar fasciitis in his foot. Uh, Daryl Waller, you play Waller every week at this point. Waller is playing like a top three tight end in the league. And for those people that drafted Waller late, you you officially you got a lottery ticket and it ended up cashing in and you ended up winning. So Waller has been fantastic. So I feel good about Waller and Jacobs and uh, Tyrell Williams. Maybe you can flex him if you need him, but I wouldn't feel great. That's about it from the Raiders side of the ball for me. Now we have a we have a fun one. Well, maybe a fun one. It would have been more fun. If Mahomes was playing, but we got the Green Bay Packers 
This is Sunday Night Football, by the way. Green Bay Packers, 6-1, and one, traveling to Arrowhead to play the 5-2 and two Chiefs. 47.5 over under. Green Bay is favored by 3.5 on the road, and that is because the Mahomes factor. So what do you think? What's going on in your mind when it comes to this one? Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to continue to dominate. I mean, we all saw him. He got, what, six touchdowns this week? So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have another big game. Uh, I mean, that honestly, last week I think was the most impressed I've been with Aaron Rodgers maybe in his entire career, and that's saying a lot because Devontae Adams is hurt. He really doesn't have all of his guys healthy. He, he really – it's almost like a Tom Brady game. Like all of, all of his receiving options were banged up, and he still went out there and dominated. So I think I'm, I'm looking for Rodgers to have another big game. Um, and, you, I mean, obviously you got to start Aaron Jones against his Chiefs run day. You have to do that. Uh, on the receiver side of the ball, uh, the only one I would really trust in this game because it – I mean – Devontae Adams hasn't been ruled out yet, but it makes you wonder if he does suit up, how much is he going to play? So I'm liking MVS quite a bit. He had a huge game last week. I think he's going to continue to stay hot. Okay, from the Chiefs side, I mean, Mahomes is practicing, which is insane to me, but it doesn't look like uh, – I mean, I can't even say it doesn't look like he's not going to play because we don't know. He hasn't been ruled out. Now, I don't feel great about Mahomes playing, so I'm going to do this breakdown as if Mahomes is not playing. Uh, Matt Moore, don't feel great about, but I do think Travis Kelsey is still fine to start. I think he's going to get a lot of targets in the short game. Tyreek Hill, I, I don't feel great about. Now, he he had a broken play long touchdown that absolutely saved him last week, but I don't feel confident in that happening again. Sammy Watkins looks like he's going to play. He had a full participant in practice yesterday, so Watkins is back. I just don't feel really good about any of the Chiefs' options without Mahomes, but I feel like you still kind of have to start these guys. Maybe not Watkins, but I feel like you still have to start Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, at least. In the run game, uh, Daryl and Damian Williams, are, are they're killing each other. They're, neither of them can have any kind of fantasy impact because they're splitting. And not only are they splitting, but they're also sharing with LaShawn McCoy, who looks like he's a locked and loaded RB1 for them now. And even he isn't getting the amount of volume that he should be because the other guys are getting involved too. So I'm cool with sitting all three Chiefs running backs, but if I had to play one, I'd play McCoy. So I'd maybe flex McCoy. I'm still starting Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey just out of necessity. Next up, we have the Monday night game. We have, oh, we got a barn burner also. This is the 0-6 Dolphins traveling to Pittsburgh to face the 2-4 and Steelers. 43-and-a-half over under. Pittsburgh is favored by 13-and-a-half. And I believe Pittsburgh is down to the third-string quarterback, yeah? Uh, I, be- I know Rudolph has been practicing, so I-, I feel like there's a good chance he may play. But, I mean, really, does it matter that much? No. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. So- it doesn't. I mean, but having said that, though, on the Steelers side of the ball, I love James Conner this week. That Miami run D is atrocious. So if you look back, it's been a, it was a rough start for James Conner, but his last three games, he's dominated. So I, I think James Conner going forward, I know there was one league I had him. I held on to him. I almost traded him a few times, but the rest of his schedule is pretty easy. I mean, aside of playing New England, I think one more time. He's got a pretty favorable schedule. So I think James Conner is going to have a big game. It's tough not to start Juju against Miami. I mean, I feel like you could go out there and throw a touchdown to this guy against that defense. So 
I know they got Xavier Howard, but he's been banged up. I'm not even sure if he's playing this week. But, I, I mean, so basically I like Juju, and I like I like Connor. That's really it. I'm not a big Vance McDonald guy. I know he was a sleeper going into the year, but he really hasn't produced. He's been banged up. So, uh, I mean, really, it's just down to those two guys for me. And yeah, I, will say, I will say this, too. Uh, you got to play the Steelers defense in this one. They, they've been sneaky good. And against this Dolphins offense, even though Fitzpatrick is going to start, Fitzpatrick is more dangerous than than Rosen. So, I mean, that's tricky. But at the same time, Steelers defense, they're probably going to pick off Fitzmagic a few times. Your top 12 quarterback, if I do remember correctly. Now, Fitzpatrick looked great last week. Okay, He was out there running in touchdowns himself. He's a bulldozer of a man. He has a great beard. Not afraid to throw the ball down the field. But, yeah. The Steelers' defense is my second favorite play out of the whole game. It goes Connor and then Pittsburgh's defense one and two. Now, from the Dolphins' side, Fitzpatrick does at least scare you a tad just because he's a gunslinger. Gunslingers can get hot. But the Steelers' defense has been so good that I'm really not starting anybody on Miami. Now, I should at least note that Devontae Parker has two touchdowns in two weeks in a row now, and he's, he's actually been okay. He hasn't been totally lifeless like he usually is. And Preston Williams is getting some targets and some catches, too. So those two guys have been at least okay fantasy-wise. But against Pittsburgh's defense, I'm, I'm not starting anybody for Miami. I'm just not – I'm not starting anybody. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple leagues. There's a couple leagues where uh, I'm weak at receiver. So I am starting Devontae Parker. And or I know in our listener league, I had Preston Williams going this week. I, I like Preston Williams with Fitzpatrick in there. But, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a tough matchup, though. Yeah. Now, if you guys kind of figured it out from the breakdown, the Cowboys and the Ravens both have a bye week, which is a tough bye week because they both have a lot of fancy, relevant players. But that's going to do it for the Week 8 breakdown. AJ, is there anything you want to say in closing before we get out of here? Uh, that's really it. Um, another great week of football upon us. Uh, enjoy the games. Hopefully everybody stays healthy and we'll catch you on the next episode. All right. That's going to do it. Thanks you guys. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook The Facebook. We do have a very, a very active group. All you got to do is search up fantasy football champs podcast and you'll find us. Make sure you join in over there and then we can help you with any star sick questions you have lineup advice, trade advice. And uh, yeah, this is what we do. We enjoy it and we will catch you on the next one.